everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 114 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. It's a statement that we've all heard multiple times, but have you actually thought about it and processed that and understood that your past does not define your present or your future? Let's talk about that today. Stay tuned. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Okay, so if you've been listening to our last few podcasts over the last couple of weeks, you know that we are launching our brand new program, the Real Life Runners Training Academy, and it is now open for enrollment this week. Yes, if you're listening to this on the day that the episode comes out or the, the day after, then this then the, the doors are still open. There is still time for you to jump in and join the training academy. Yes, the doors are actually closing on November 15th. So if you're listening to it on or before that day, you still have a chance to get in. This is our beta program. It's We're looking for founding members right now to help us go through this program really closely, work really closely with us to make this program everything that it needs to be. We already have a ton of content in there for you guys. We've got lessons on mindset. We have lessons on nutrition, running form, posture, breathing, how to integrate strength training into your running routine, mobility, stretching, effort level training, speed work, recovery, racing techniques. I mean, there's just everything that you need to know to become a better runner is included in this program. Right. And as one of the founding members, if you're like, well, we could really use a lesson on that, that's what you come in as a founding member and help us build this and flesh out. If if you think that we're missing something, be part of the founding crew and say, hey, I think this would really help other people. Can you guys create some lessons based off of that one as well? Yeah, absolutely. Because we there's a lot of things that we think should be in this program, but we need your input to, to let us know if we've left anything out because we want this to be a comprehensive program to help anybody to either start running that's never started running before or to become even a better runner from where they already are. So we would love it if you were to join us. Go over to realliferunners.com to check out more information. Um, you, just right on that homepage, you can click on, on the very top of that homepage to get find more information about the Real Life Runners Training Academy. And we would absolutely love it if you were to join us as one of our founding members as long as the, the spots haven't filled up because we're we're limiting this enrollment to just 20 people. Um, so make sure you get good over there and sign up as soon as you can um, so that you can make sure you, to grab one of those founding member spots. Yes, rlrtrainingacademy.com. Yes. The program also includes training plans and extra bonuses, including access to our resource library, which has tons of videos about how to perform a bunch of different exercises correctly. I should I should say a bunch because there's just like so many videos in there. It's a um, lot of videos. There's in a there. lot of it. Very very comprehensive exercise library with instructions so that you can make sure that you're performing these exercises correctly and that, so that you can get the most benefit. It also has healthy recipes with food that we cook for our family. So they are family approved recipes to help you along your health journey and to help fuel you as a runner and as an athlete. Um, other bonuses that we're including, we are including, um, 
access to our coaching app, which is Final Surge. So you'll have access to all your training plans in the Final Surge app, which is huge. Uh, you'll also get a an entry into our new, our brand new virtual race series that we're going to be starting up next year. Um, there's exclusive discounts and perks, and there's something else I'm forgetting. Oh, there's one more common running injuries. That's uh, yes, a huge that's one. A good one. Okay, so there's a whole. Um, whole module on how to treat and prevent common running injuries or common running problems. So if you're having any of those issues, that resource is available for you also as a bonus. So, I mean, there's over a thousand dollars worth of bonuses in this program. There's being able to work very closely with us. So we hope you'll check it out. Go over to rlrtrainingacademy.com for more information. Okay, Kevin, now on to the show. Yes, today is the first day of the rest of your life. That's right. what you opened with. That's what I opened with. I mean, this is one of those quotes that people say at graduation ceremonies or like, you know, anytime you're trying to like motivate people. Yes, because it, it sounds super motivational and it, and it is, but people skim over really how deep that statement actually is. Right. That, that today is that you get to choose whatever it is that you want to go do mm-hmm. um, and that you don't have to dwell on your past, which I think is, is one of the other big aspects you want to kind of dive into here is that today isn't just the next day of your life like the past is there and the past exists but you can't just live based off of nothing but the past yeah and if you wanted to get even more like down the rabbit hole i do with it like you one could argue that today is the only day of your life like there really is no such thing as the past and there is no such thing as the future like all we really have is today in the present I feel like they should make a Broadway musical where the line says, no day but today. (laughs) Would you like to start singing it? Not a chance. (laughs) So, yeah. So basically, you know, the, the thing that we wanted to talk about in this episode is really how we have a tendency as human beings to let our past define us and to let our past, like, almost have control over our present and our future. Oh, very much so. And I mean, from little minute things, like whatever just happened five minutes ago that annoyed you, like that person that cut you off in traffic Mm -hmm. on your way into work in the morning, and suddenly you're a jerk throughout the entire day at work because of one little thing that happened on the road. You let your past, something that that was this minor little thing, now just derail your entire day. Right. And it can go from minor little things like that to actual major things. Like there are a lot of people in this world that have gone through very significant traumas and we're not trying to downplay any of those because obviously those things are going to affect you as a person. They're going to affect you because it's something that you're going to have to work through and overcome. Um, If you're going to, you know, live the life that you want to live in, in a lot of cases, because there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that we don't have control over. Um, but we do, and we try to tell our girls this all the time, like we do have control of our perspective on those things. And it's very easy to say that a lot of times, but it is not as easy to actually do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's a lesson that I, I am very good at, at trying to let people know, but I am still, <laughs> and I think everybody is still working on Absolutely. trying to actually live this guy out of you get to choose how you want to feel at every second. Like mm-hmm. if you're angry right now, you could flip and decide that you're not going to be angry right now. And mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to do. No. You're like, oh, no, no, just take a couple of deep breaths and now put yourself in a better mood. It's like, but I'm angry. Like it's it's tough to flip that 
that thing, but it's still a choice. Like you're choosing to stay annoyed and upset and, and usually then the annoyed and upset annoys and upsets everybody around you and then they're annoyed and then that comes back to you. And Welcome it's just, to our dinner last night. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that was exactly what happened is it just, it just kept snowballing and the anger and frustration built from one person to two to four mm-hmm. and then everybody's upset with each other and it was hard to bring everybody back down to a peaceful happy place Mm -hmm. yeah it is possible but it's not easy that's for sure especially if you're dealing with kids or especially if you're dealing with other people that aren't as far along like the personal development journey as you are like sometimes that can be a really hard thing maybe you like to listen to a lot of like podcasts or read books or things like and are are doing things to become a better person but maybe someone else in your life isn't and and so then dealing with that person can be very difficult and challenging at times Um, but let's let's get into this a little bit more so really the first thing the first main point that we have is who you were is not who you are. And I think this is something that people can definitely understand. You know, I know that I am a very different person today than I was in high school, than I was in college, than I was as a kid. Um, and obviously all of those experiences that I had affect who I am today, um, but I, I'm definitely a different person and I see the world very differently. Right, you're a completely different person, but the past still exists. Like this is one of the, the things that we need to differentiate here is the past doesn't not exist, but it's there to provide lessons for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what all of all of the things that you have done and accomplished in your life, you've done and accomplished all those things mm-hmm. and hopefully gained some lessons from those. From successes, you can see times where you have excelled in your life. So you can't be like, oh, I'm a giant failure because you can find something that you have had success at in your mm-hmm. life. And you can see how, wow, look, I, I worked and I got this thing or I worked even harder and I got this better thing. And it can inspire you to just keep working harder and keep reaching higher and higher because you've seen how past success was possible for you. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever little success that was, you can't look back over your entire life and be like, nope, I've never accomplished anything in my life. You've accomplished all sorts of things. Oh, absolutely. And I think this, we talked about this a few episodes back about building your evidence file. And and doing that is a really, really helpful tool for you to grow along your journey. And this goes for running and then also for regular life. So if you think that you're not successful or if you think that you're not fast or you think that you're not fill in the blank with whatever it might be, look back in the past and find those times that you were successful or that you did make the right choice or that you weren't lazy. You know, like if if people that say like, oh, I'm lazy or oh, I'm a procrastinator. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, and and that goes back to the whole I am also. Defining yourself is always a tough one. Using that phrasing like I am implies identity and as soon as you use that phrase I am something you're speaking directly to your subconscious and when your subconscious brain says oh she says I am this then you're going to perform the activities and and you know highlight the qualities of a person that is that kind of person yeah i am a procrastinator is a terrible thing to say oh no no, i i never get things done on time because i'm a procrastinator you just put in like an absolute Mm -hmm. i never get things done on time and a definition of your identity because i'm a procrastinator right and that's it's not true because i'm sure 
not every single situation in your life ever were you late or were you a procrastinator. Like I'm sure there has been at least one time in your life where you weren't a procrastinator or where you weren't lazy or where you weren't late for something. Right. Like there, there is some time that that happened. And that's your evidence that you in fact can be something that you are not a procrastinator. That right. On occasion, you are late. Sometimes you procrastinate at things, but mm-hmm. that's not a defining quality of you. Right. So the same way that, oh, I'm a slow runner. No, I bet there are times. Like, have you ever been chased? You know, did you, did <laughs> By you, a bear? Did you play tag when you were a kid? <laughs> I bet you ran pretty quick when you were playing tag on the mm. playground as a kid. So there are times where you actually got up on your toes and ran. And that's that's the sign. That's something from your past. You were able to see those success and you can see how, you know, whether it's just a, a piece of evidence there or it's something that you can actually go back and, and truly celebrate. Yeah, and as much as, you know, you want to celebrate those things and celebrate the successes and really bring those to the forefront of your mind as evidence for you know, past successes, you can also look back and, and say, okay, well, where where did I maybe not achieve the things that I wanted to achieve? Or where did I maybe misstep along the way? And analyze it. Like, see went wrong. Maybe, see what went wrong. Maybe if you didn't get that job that you wanted to get, like, figure out, think about why you didn't get that. Like, did you really put forth enough effort to learn about that company, to be prepared for that interview, to, you know, take the steps that you needed to take in order to have the best chance to get that job? Or if you were trying to hit a PR in a race, like, did you really do what needed to be done in order to hit that time? So this is kind of the the second part. And a lot of people get bogged down on this one of you can look to the past to your successes. You can look to the past to some of the things that were not as successful, missteps along the way, but see them as lessons. You said analyze it, which is very sort of scientific looking at it. Don't look back at it with all this emotion of like, oh, look at this giant failure I had in my life. I'm a giant failure. Look at it very analytical of precisely what went wrong and how you can improve it next time you go for it. Yeah, but I think that, I mean, it's okay to, to, to feel the emotions though too. Like you say, don't look back on it with a whole bunch of emotions, but that's a normal human thing to do. Like that's your normal human reaction, especially if it was a really major event or if it was a very traumatic event. Like that is a very normal thing to do. Um, and I would argue like allow yourself to to go ahead and feel those emotions and process through them so that you can get to that point where you can think about it a little bit more and analyze it a little bit more because a lot of times especially if we're dealing with trauma um those things get just pushed down you know people just we push them down we ignore them we pretend they they that they didn't happen. Um, and that's a self-protection mechanism and you know same thing with other types of failures in our life like we don't want to feel that again Um, and then it just kind of gets pushed down and pushed away so we you know one may argue that that is a good thing because then it allows you to look at it more um, objectively but at the same time I think that it clouds our judgment in a lot of ways if we don't actually allow ourselves to to feel it and to process it and to move past it yeah I I completely agree I think I I skimmed over it a little quickly is um, it's good to look at things with the emotions but eventually you want to be able to get to a point where you've processed these emotions and you can 
look at it without getting so bogged down in how super emotional that thing was. Mm-hmm. Like certain events, especially big, you know, tragic things, catastrophic things, they they have a, a big emotional content to it. You yeah, know? and sometimes you can't process that by yourself. Like you need to talk to someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, a therapist. Like sometimes it's really hard to process it on your own and, and that's okay. Like, but I think that just processing it in some way is really important to move on that's what long runs in a group are for (laughs) group long (laughs) runs absolutely free therapy sessions right free therapy sessions (laughs) you're stuck with me it's an out and back and we're only at mile six let's go nailed it that's like one of our jokes like you can't uh after mile six there's absolutely no filter no holds barred all the walls come down yeah yeah, you never know what's going to come out there's a timeline where it's just everything just starts flowing as long as you're still (laughs) conversational which you know you should be on most long runs there you go um but i mean there's there's certain events like um one that that strikes me personally um the the third seizure that i had i i was not emotionally distraught by it being number three what caught me was that it happened in front of our kids yeah and that the little one actually like you know i was trying to take a nap in bed with her and she I've asked her, I've, and I tried to ask her with without getting all broken up myself. So I had to kind of work my way through the emotions, just talking about it to myself or thinking about it to myself. But then I, I wanted to ask her, like, what exactly had she seen? Because yeah. I was literally laying in bed trying to get her to take a nap on New Year's Eve, and then I had a seizure and fell out of bed and hit my head on the bookshelf. So she looked over the edge. And in my head, before I talked to her, I had the worst case scenario built up because a lot of us are going to lead towards worst case scenario. Oh, this, this must've been what she saw. I know I hit my head, so I'm bleeding on her floor and I'm having like a major seizure. So I'm bleeding and shaking all over the floor. And I asked her what she saw and, you know, without like trying to, to feed the answer. And and I just literally wanted to see what, what the answer was. And she said, I saw that you were on the floor and that you were shaking. Like, well, good. That that means that you didn't see that I was also bleeding all over your floor. Mm-hmm. So that that was a positive for me. But it was it was very emotional for me to be like, okay, this this is a huge thing. And you know, the previous scenarios had happened at school, away from the family. This suddenly was in in the house, in my kid's room, and I wanted the room to still be a comfortable place for her. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that it happened to her and not the other one because I think that the, she was still young enough. That I mean, it's definitely it definitely affected her in some way, um, but I think that it would have affected the bigger one even more, especially with the difference in personalities. Well, she also saw that I hit the floor and that something was wrong, and so she immediately came running for you. Well, and we like, talked about it before. She didn't try and like look and do anything and right. like figure out what was happening and like stare a lot. Like something was wrong, and she came running for you, mm-hmm. and then I. I don't, I don't recall anything, but I assume you kept the, the girls out of the room then at that point. I did. I did. Um, and that was one of the worst things I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I definitely had to process this in a lot of different ways, um, in, including just the way that I didn't want to put padding up around our bed and, you know, put all sorts of bed rails and and other things because... You wanted bed rails. I did. I did. But I also knew that that would be a constant reminder for you that that happened. 
you know, and that that would be a, a tough thing psychologically for you to see every single day. Right. And I mean, there were, there were times it was, it was a gradual transition, like on days where I wasn't feeling good. And I'm like, I think I really need to take a nap. I need to lay down. Like you, you surrounded both sides of me with pillows. So I couldn't even roll out of bed if I, I wanted to. Yep. And, and that was <laughs> Or okay. made you sleep on the couch and put the gymnastics mat right next to it. Yeah. Or, yep. or maybe you should take your nap on the floor. We'll put extra blankets on you. It'll be mm-hmm. fine. And, and, and that was me working through it. And, and we had to work through it, and it yeah. was emotional for, for both of us, and we had to kind of talk about what was going to be okay and what wasn't going to be okay, but we also couldn't let the past completely define us. Like, I couldn't just be this person who, oh, at, I, I'm a, a fragile person who could, you know, drop to the floor at any point in time. Like, yeah. that's not how I'm going to live my life. Right. And, and you knew that, and I knew that, and yeah. so we had to kind of work our way through it because being defined by past events, was that was not an option. I just, it was not going to happen. That's, I mean, it's, it's where my entire running sort of journey kind of flipped. And instead of just grind it out and I want to get faster, so I'll get up earlier, I'll stay up later and I'll just keep pushing. It's where I really started looking big picture of how to change my whole life so that I can still keep running and pushing, but I am taking responsibility of all of my life. Yeah. I, I gained the lesson from that. Right. I didn't, I didn't realize that the, we were going to go into this kind of thing. I wasn't ready for this, but yeah, I I think that it's, it's very true. Um, and those past events could have definitely affected us more, um, it's it's not that they haven't affected us because they obviously have in, in many ways, but like Kevin said, they can't be a defining feature in our life because that's not how we want to live. So that takes us to our second major point, which is the past is not there to be a limit or to be an anchor for you. Um, You can, a lot of people allow it to be. A lot of people say like, this happened in my past, therefore I cannot do X, Y, or Z. Or, you know, they don't allow themselves to even believe in the possibilities because they think that because they've already defined themselves by their genetics or by what has happened in the past or by their failures or whatever it might be. And they don't even, they're not even able to see what is possible. Right. They've somehow said that the past has put a ceiling on them. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where their potential is. Right. That they can't break through that ceiling because this thing happened to them, you know, however long ago it was. And there are major, huge, catastrophic things that could have happened in somebody's past, but you can't let that hold you back from seeing your huge possible future. The possibilities are still endless. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've got past events. Like, I'm not denying that. You know, you can get really, like you said at the beginning, all the way down the rabbit hole that the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist and, you know, time is just a human construct and all we have is now, but... There were past events. Yes. And they do, in fact, affect you, but they can't limit you. Well, because you can look at other things, and and this goes back to the evidence file as well, because you can look at other people in the world that have gone through really traumatic things, like, you know, abuse or the death of a family member, or, I mean, there's, there's a ton of things that can happen. And somehow, those people have risen above Okay, and and it's true. You don't know the inner workings of a lot of people. Like sometimes, especially if it's a public figure, you see 
what's on the outside, right? You, you don't always know what's going on in their inner world. And that is the truth. However, there are people that have overcome and that have become successful or that have become faster or that have lost the weight, whatever it might be that you're trying to achieve. There's other people like you that have also done that thing. So why can't you do it? I mean, that, that shows up, it reminds me of the Olympics because mm-hmm. in every single Olympics, every night of the Olympics, there's always that like touching emotional story mm-hmm. of the Olympian who overcame. Yes. But every Olympian overcame. I think that's part of what made them an Olympian yeah. is they were like, oh yeah, that thing, I'm not letting that define me. Watch what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. They took that event in the, in, from their past and were like, okay, I'm going 180 the other direction. This is not going to limit me. I'm going to blow away my limit. That has nothing to do with defining me or limiting me or holding me back. Watch how big I can get. And you can see it. it I mean, there's there's enough that they could easily go every night of the Olympics and probably hundreds and hundreds of more nights if they wanted to. I'd argue almost everybody who's made it to that level had something pretty big in their life that they've managed to overcome. That's interesting. I wonder if that's true. I, I mean, I can definitely see what you're saying um, for sure. And but but that kind of gets to the point of like what is a, a big event also like what's big for one person might not big be big for the other or what's traumatic for one person might not be traumatic for another person um and there's different levels and i think this is one of the things i was actually listening to a great conversation today um between Brene Brown and Oprah on a podcast that I was listening to. That's got to be inspiring. Oh, it was great. I mean, Brene Brown is one of my favorite authors and the two of them were just having a fantastic conversation just about, you know, vulnerability and shame and things like this. And one of the things that we were taught that they were talking about was how we tend to compare ourselves to other people and how we compare our shame or we compare our trauma or our hurt when really there is no comparison like your hurt is your hurt regardless of there's no level you know like oh well I, you know I would share my story but so and so lost a child or oh you know and I'm just I'm just going through a divorce or I'm just this or I'm just that like we minimize our story thinking that other people have it worse than us and so we don't want to share our trauma or our trauma is suddenly not good enough to be dealt with like your, which is your trauma is not traumatic enough not traumatic enough like and people do that like people like you know grade that and and there is no such thing like you could have just like had a really bad day at work and that's something that you have to work through and people would say well oh, it's it's not as bad as that person you know at, at least it's not that yeah, but it's it's still something that's that's rough and it's something that happened to you and you just like in in whatever event was in your life you can't let that thing limit you. You can't let that pull you back. I You're- s- Go ahead. Your your previous self can't prevent you from doing what you want to go out and do tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I and I say this th- same thing to my patients as well. Like, there my patients come in and they compare their pain to everyone else around them, and they do it in a positive way and a negative way. So they come in and sometimes they'll they'll come into the clinic and they'll look at me and they're like, oh. You know, sometimes when I come in here, I just, I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm not as bad as some of these other people, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, that's a good thing. Like, and yeah. it, it's, it, it, it's good to have gratitude, right? Like, it's good that they're finding something to be grateful for that. I appreciate that. And then there's a, sometimes they'll come in and it'll be the opposite. And it's like, oh, I don't even know if I should be in here because like, I definitely don't have it as bad as that guy. And I, and I always tell my patients, like, 
yes, but there's a reason that you're here and it's because you're in pain or you're unable to do something that you want to do. Like you're feeling limited in your life and you deserve not to feel limited. It doesn't matter if you have quote unquote less pain than somebody else. Like your pain is still yours and it's still limiting you from living the life that you want to live. And that's my job to help you to live that life that you want to live. Like it doesn't matter how it compares with anyone else. Yeah. Comparisons are, are tricky and they're, they're never going well, you know, cause you can always find somebody who is, you know, it, on the positive side, who's faster than you or stronger, uh, someone who seems to have more success or they've made more money than you. Like you're talking about the comparison of, of tragedy, but you can compare on this person who has accomplished so much more than me. I'll never be as good as that. So mm-hmm. why even give it a shot? Like the way I compare myself to you. that you're not going to run as fast as me hey well i'm not going to win a marathon yeah but you could totally outrun me what are you talking about sure on there there could be occasions where you would be able to outrun me no way there were there are times you put you when you're you feel fresh i'm exhausted yeah you think i could actually outrun you at any point in time yeah at one point in time over a shorter distance maybe when you're sleeping i think eventually i would catch back (laughs) up to you just just over a longer distance but over a short distance yes i don't know you're fast on shorter distances too but anyway so yes comparison doesn't do do us any good but but back going back to to the idea of, of your past as an anchor and your past defining you and inhibiting your future like because I think that a lot of times people do that people will allow their past to inhibit what they think they're capable of in the future they say I can't do that because of this thing that happened in, in the past or I tried that once before and it didn't go well Oh, that's a good one. I tried that before. I've already not succeeded at that, so I, I'm not even going to give it a shot again. Right. Like, maybe you should try it differently this time. Like, see, uh, again, going back to learning the lessons, right? Look at what you did the first time. It didn't go well. What can you learn? How can you do things differently so that you can try again and have a chance at being more successful this time around? Yeah, that was a lesson I was trying to instill in my physics class today. Of I've got the one kid who every single day is just like, ah, oh, I, I don't understand physics. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I must not be good at that's physics. Because you, you come in every day and you start paying attention halfway through the class. And then because the, I'm already halfway through the problem, you're like, ah, oh, I'm super confused. I don't know what's going on here. Have have you tried a different way? Have you tried starting from the beginning? Have you tried doing the homework assignment? Have you tried sitting towards the front, asking a question earlier, like changing the the people that you're sitting around so you don't you're not distracted and talking to the kid next to you? There's all sorts of things that you could do, but instead you lead with I'm not good at physics. Well, now you've just given it an identity again of mm-hmm. I can't do physics, therefore, well, obviously you're not going to understand this problem. You already told me that you're not good at physics. Isn't it funny though how like he basically said that I'm not good at physics and then that then defined all of those other choices that like think of the how many choices you just mentioned and this is just a physics class like you know where he sat you know how he showed up like all the the different things that you just mentioned and it was he didn't do any of those because he had already made the assumption that he wasn't good at physics so what he told himself the story that he told himself then he did the things that 
went along with that story. Yeah, that would guarantee that that story goes to its appropriate conclusion mm-hmm. of not good at physics. So I'm going to sit in the corner and I'm going to talk to my friend and I'm only going to pay attention for half the class. Right. Well, I bet the test doesn't go very well, just like you told yourself it wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great thing because it points out how much of a choice we have, right? He is telling himself that story that he's not good at it. So then he's choosing to do the things that align with that story. So let's go back to, let's go backwards a little bit. Like if you want to be great at something, then you can actually choose to be great. Like greatness and excellence are choices. They're habits that can be developed and every choice in your life can direct you in that way in the way of excellence, in the way of greatness. Right. And sometimes the the step that you're taking, the next thing, doesn't seem like it's moving you in a huge direction towards greatness, but it's, it's a choice that you made. Mm-hmm. And hopefully your overall path is still leading you forward. Every once in a while you may slip, you may head back the other direction. That doesn't mean that you're done. That doesn't mean that you've failed and you, you should stop. Mm-hmm. You just kind of keep moving yourself forward. You generally are moving forward rather than generally moving backwards and that's the path to excellence yeah and that's such a good point like you can't see the benefits and the direct results of those individual steps like no it'd be cool if you did right but like (laughs) when you just decide you know that you're gonna wake up today and go for a run like you're not gonna like yes you do get that runner's high usually especially if it's a good run or you know if you feel good with it you usually feel good that you actually went out and did it like but you don't see the number on the scale changing right away you don't see the muscles forming that day like oh i just went for a run and now i'm ripped you know (laughs) look at me i knocked off a 20 minute easy run look at my thighs they're amazing they're amazing it's not how that works right but if you do that day after day week after week, month after month, year after year, then yes, you can look down and say, my legs are amazing because I'm a runner. It'd be cool if you had like a little score also. I Like the kids have been playing the, the game on their iPad lately where mm. like where the minion goes running through whatever the course is. And uh-huh. as soon as they take like their first step, they score a point. Oh. And they score, they take a second step and it's got more points. Like the points just continuously accumulate through the entire game. Like you don't have to do anything. You could not touch the screen at all. Just not even try and you'd probably get like a thousand points. Yeah. Like we you, should try you, to figure out how to gamify this for people. Gamify everything. Yeah. I mean, you could. Like nowadays with GPS watches and pedometers, like you could literally count your steps every day and then add them together to get your weekly, your monthly, your yearly, or I mean, and just keep counting. Well, I mean, that's the whole run the year trend going on now because the once the year got around 2000 that's a pretty sizable number of miles to get in during the year that's why it's nice to count in kilometers and not miles I, I, i've been averaging i keep pulling it up on my watch my last 12 months has been 2000 and something so i'm i'm doing pretty good nice yeah. you, you're gonna hit it this year I should be able to hit it this year, yeah. That's very cool. February, February didn't go well, but I should finish strong. Yeah. So, you know, marathon training will help with that, I'm exactly. sure. Yeah. So basically, you know, it also reminds me of like another story that I heard, like the news especially, I think, is um, at fault here because the news has to be sensationalistic, right? Like Ooh, everything has to be a, a huge thing. It's like you don't like you see the story of man loses a hundred pounds and runs a marathon, right? That's a story that you'll see that comes across your feed, right? <laughs> you don't see the other one. You don't, well, you don't see the story of man eats chicken salad for lunch and goes for a run today, you know, <laughs> but that's what it took 
to get him to that place yeah. of losing 100 pounds and being able to run a marathon. But that's not the – you don't see that story. like that. So it's like – it's hard sometimes to – and that's why it's really important for us as individuals to celebrate those small wins along the way because they do add up to something greater. There is something more. You can be greater, but you do have to choose that today like you have to make that choice today that you are going to be great or that you are great and that you practice greatness like you have to make that choice today in order for you to get the results that you want down the road right and making that choice today comes from from one of the big points that i wanted to cover here is don't wait for somebody to give you permission to be great. Mm-hmm. Choose to be great now. Yeah. Like you're not waiting for anybody. No one's going to tell you time. No one's going to knock on your door and be like, hey, um, I hope you're, you're feeling good today because today's the day that you get to be successful. No, like actually. Like that's just not happening. It is happening. <laughs> Hello, it's Angie and Kevin. We're here to tell you that today is your day to be great. There, it happened. Perfect. Okay, so there's there's the permission. <laughs> there's your knock. If if you've been waiting for permission, <laughs> Angie has now bestowed it upon you. I don't. I, you might not be able to have sensed it through the podcast that you're listening to, but she also waved a wand. So there is that. Also, I don't even need a wand. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you don't need permission from anyone. Like you are the one that's in control of your life. Go out and do whatever you want to do. Like do what you want. People are like, oh, I can't do that because because I have this job that I don't like or I, because I, my family is depending on me or this or that. Like there's something that you can do to make yourself happier today. Like I, I don't know what it is because I'm not you, but there's something that you can do. I figure out what that is yeah the limits that are there the permission that you need is really coming from inside you are the only permission that you actually need so any other limits any other restrictions that you're putting on it could be from something in the past that you're still living with it could be from your fear of moving forward but there's some limit on there that is preventing you from giving yourself permission to actually live a great and happy and joyful and fulfilling life so Give yourself permission. You have it. You've got the permission. So go ahead and be great. Yes. I think that that is such a good point that like you obviously have the choice. And you know, people might be listening to this podcast and be like, yeah, that's easy for you to say. Like you guys are just like the rah-rah cheerleaders. And like, yeah, we are because it's true and you deserve it. And you are capable of it. Um, but I think another thing that can tend to, to hold us back, kind of, we were talking a little bit before about comparison and going along the same lines of comparison, I think comes judgment. And I think that we have a tendency to judge others, but we also have a very large tendency to judge ourselves. Yeah. And, and feel as though others are judging us. Right. You know, there's a a good correlation between how much you look and judge what other people are doing and how much you then assume that everybody around you is judging what you're doing. Yeah. I've heard that before that like the people that think that others are judging them are really the people that are judging other people. Right. And so if you go and and you're looking and, and comparing yourself and comparing others to, to each other, and you're just out there judging everybody then you're going to think that everybody else is doing the same thing back to you, which just puts this massive limit on yourself because you don't want to fail because you assume that the entire world is watching and just waiting for you to fail so that they can all point and laugh at you. Right, and that goes to the the armor and the 
the shield of perfectionism, right? Because yes. we, we feel like other people are going to judge us. We feel like we're going to fail at something. And so if we can't be perfect at it, if we can't guarantee perfection, if we can't guarantee success, then why even try? Because I don't want to put myself in that vulnerable position where other people know that I wanted this thing and I didn't attain it. Right. But if, if you've got yourself surrounded by the right people, no one's going to point and laugh if you go for something big. Mm -hmm. Like if you've got yourself surrounded by people who you should be surrounding yourself with, who, who actually want to, to raise you up and have you help raise them up and everybody's cheering for each other. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a big giant cheerleading rah-rah party, but that's how everybody gets further ahead. Yeah. Like no one's looking at you and being like, Ooh, you definitely screwed that up. You should just quit now. Mm -hmm. Like everybody they're like, oh, that didn't go so well for you. Let's see, maybe we could work together and figure out what lesson you should be gained by that and how you can succeed more the next time. Yeah, and if you don't have those people in your life, it's time for you to go find those people. Yeah, yeah, I forget what. There was something I just saw on Instagram. It was a phenomenal quote that was like, um, surrounding yourself with negative people because you're lonely is like trying to cure your thirst by drinking poison. Ooh. It's like... You, you don't have to find negative people just because you're feeling lonely. You don't have to drink poison just because you're thirsty. You could find something else. Yeah. Like there's better options out there. Find a different way. <laughs> find a better option there. So yeah, so surround yourself with those people that are going to lift you up, up that are going to celebrate your successes because then you're not going to be as afraid, I think. Because like... I think that everybody understands what it's like to fail or to quote unquote fail, right? I mean, we, we've argued many times before that there is no such thing as failure unless you decide to quit. Um, and sometimes quitting is actually a good option depending on what, what it is. Exactly. Um, but when you try, when you go out and when you decide to live boldly and courageously and do things that are out of your comfort zone, there's always that chance that it's not going to go the way that you hope or that you expect. But a lot of times it goes even better or a lot of times it goes completely in a different direction that you didn't ever foresee and that direction is exactly where it needed to go. And it's exciting. Yeah. Like it's not a boring path to try and, and venture boldly. So surround yourself with other people who are also willing to take experiments that might seem crazy, that might seem almost impossible, that might seem almost set up to quote unquote fail mm -hmm. because it's an exciting journey to take. Yeah. And then you can start taking the journey. Maybe it's not the same same goal that both of you are heading towards, but if you and the people around you are all trying to accomplish, you know, crazy ideas and you're all trying to be successful at them, I'll try and be successful together at whatever your crazy ideas are. And that's the kind of people that you surround yourself with. Then you're not defined by the past. Then you're just raised up by the people who are presently around you. Yeah. That's, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know that th these kind of things have definitely held me back in my life. Like the fear of judgment, the fear of failure, the fear of what other people might think of me. Um, if I, claim, you know, this goal that I have, if I, if I verbalize it, if I put it out there, if I make it known and if I don't achieve it, what will other people think of me? And it was like, even with this program that we've got now, like with our training academy, like my goal is to get 20 members. And I, for a long time, I was like, maybe I shouldn't say 20, you know, maybe I shouldn't say that because what if we don't get it? Like, what if we don't have that many people, then would that be a failure? And it's like, 
No, it's not going to be because if we get to help one person with this program, it will not be a failure. It will be an amazing thing. And and we already we already have more than one person. So we've already succeeded. You know, we're we're already moving in the right direction. We're already helping people to live better lives and to improve their running and to improve, you know, everything about what's going on in their lives through running and to see themselves differently. And if I can help one person to do that, it's worth it. It's worth all of the the judgment or the fear or everything that I'm putting, you know, everything that we're doing, it's worth it to help that one person. And if I let that fear get in my way, then I wouldn't be able to help that person. That's that's really beautiful. So let's uh, let's kind of wrap everything up here um, with asking a couple of questions. What kind of runner are you? Or even bigger, who are you? Who do you want to be? And then choose that person. Choose the answer to that. Choose who you want to be. Act accordingly. Act the way that that person that you want to be, because just be that person. Act the way that that person does, and then just start reaping the benefits. Yeah. Same thing with running, right? Like like you said, what kind of runner do you want to be? Like, what does running mean to you? What kind of place does running hold in your life right now and what do you want it to be like where do you want it to rank on your list of values and priorities and start doing the things today that are going to reflect that priority list you know like if, if running if you want it to be very important if you want to be a runner that qualifies for Boston or a runner that finishes your first half marathon, start working towards those things today by becoming that person today because you're totally capable of it. It's just a choice. And continuing along the lines of helping people and inspiring people by making choices in our life, we would like to recognize our amazing runner of the week this week, and that is Katie Chapman Vivers from the Real Life Runners Tribe. She is a very active member of our tribe, and she has shared a lot of her story with us, and it has been so inspiring to watch you this year, Katie, and how far you've been able to come. She was a member of my beta program earlier this year, and just completely shifted her mindset about who she was, about her relationship with food and her body and her running and her athleticism and her relationship with everyone around her. And she's really just, I mean, come so far in her life. And she just shared a really exciting moment with the tribe a couple of weeks ago when she got engaged and she showed the video with us. Um, And it's just, you know, what, like she said in her post, it wasn't running related, but that was a life goal of hers. And I know that she's, everything that she's expressed, that she's very happy with her current um, partner and love situation. And we're just super, super happy for you um, for that. And, and then for all the things that you've done with your running this year and with your, you know, everything about your life, it, it, it just, it's been really inspiring to watch you and to be a part of all of it. Um, and thank you for sharing so much of your journey with us. You're, you're a real inspiration to all of us. And um, it's people like you that really make this journey worthwhile. I mean, it really fits in perfect with this episode of somebody who's willing to share so much with the people around yeah. and also uh, you know, highlights how 
the the real life runner tribe is such a supportive community that is mm-hmm. trying to lift everybody else up. Mm-hmm. So you're able to share, you're able to put yourself out there because you're surrounded by the support. Yeah, but she's also one of these people that that really took the mindset lessons to heart also. Like and, and really did the work. Like sometimes these these mental things are way harder than the physical things. Like yes. and I think that's one of the big things that we're we're trying to get across is how much power our mind has over us and our perspective and the way that we see different situations and she really dug deep and and really has has totally shifted the way that she thinks about a lot of different things in her life this year and now she's living more of the life that she wants to be living and and she just seems so much happier so congratulations katie thank you so much for everything that you do for our community we appreciate you and today we want to recognize you all right kev so i think that about wraps it up I think I think we get one more plug in for rlrtrainingacademy.com. I think that's a good idea. So yes, if you want to level up your training and really see what you're capable of to truly unlock your potential, get out of injury, run consistently, and achieve the things that you want to in your running and in your life, we would love for you to take a look at our Real Life Runners Training Academy over at rlrtrainingacademy.com. You can also get to it if you forget that webpage. If you go to realliferunners.com, there's a link to it right there on the homepage. So you can get to it that way as well. Um, We would love to see you as part of our program and we would love to work with you to help you to really achieve your goals in your running and in your life. So as always, thank you so much for spending this time with us today, whether you're in the car, on your run, or somewhere doing something else. We appreciate you, and we appreciate you spending your time with us and sharing your running journey with us. And this has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 114. Now get out there and run your life.